What's up, everybody? Thanks for downloading us. You're here for episode number four of the Rodcast. And today we have a very special guest in the house. He's an NFL Pro Bowler and a future Hall of Famer. Some of you might know him as Mr. Monday Night. We're going to talk to him about this past weekend's Super Bowl, a personal letter, handwritten letter he once received from Peyton Manning, how not to go broke when you make millions and millions of dollars, and why student-athletes should get paid to play their sports in college, and a little bit about life as kids growing up together because today we have in the house my childhood best friend my brother mr keith bullock i don't know should we introduce him (laughs) (laughs) we got mr keith bullock in the house today he um played many years in the nfl completed 11 seasons in the nfl was it 11 or 12 it's 11, man. You got to know your guests when you're a guest. Yeah, on. you're right. Yeah, absolutely That's first right. and foremost. That's yeah, first and foremost. Former Pro Bowler, Tennessee Titans. Yes. Led the league in tackles. tackles one year, 152. Over 1,200 tackles in but his career. But you know what? I, like, <laughs> to, give, to give him a break. So um, I'd like to let him name five, yeah, five different things. I've, movies or TV shows I've been in. But I can name do that. Five. I could do that. <laughs> go ahead, go. Um, CSI Miami, Roswell, Brooklyn South. Um. Whoa. Oh. Um. Oh. Oh. Empire. <laughs> and Magic. Okay. No Empire. Okay. Magic Mike. One in double XL. Oh. That's five. Homie. And I didn't say two. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, that's a good one though because I I really probably only saw about five episodes of CSI Miami and the guy was on there for over a decade. So you know. So. I'm the other part of the Rockcast and I haven't seen a full one yet. So yeah. there you go. No, There's a disclosure. Listen, we always see we all support each other very yeah. well. <laughs> no, you know, the beauty of that actually is that none of us hang out with each other for whatever the other one yeah, does. Exactly. Is the bottom line. Like, um, but it's so true, man. It, you just like, you're like, yeah, that's what my boy does. But like, you, you're not there for every yeah, single thing. For sure. You Someone just not, asked but, me about you. We've been you, good bro. about supporting each other over the years. Yeah, and a lot of people know Adam and I, you know, go way back. You know what I'm saying? He's been to Nashville. We've just been around each other for since 14, whatever. I was 14, 16. Yeah. But um, they always, like, someone asked yesterday, oh, what's your boy Adam up to? I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess he's trying, <laughs> trying, to do, trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do. He's trying to get a gig, trying to make some money, take care of his kid. You know, it's harder in Hollywood, though. I'm just blessed. I just feel blessed that I'm in the presence of uh, an NFL Pro Bowler and a one or two times celebrity football attendee. Yeah, that's right. Because last time we did the podcast, you were talking about (laughs) how physical the game was. Yeah, and how and yeah. how tough it was. So, Keith, what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, Adams Prowse on the uh, on the field or growing Adam, up? Since you guys grew up, not for sure. Did you guys play? Adam was always more like to me. I see him as the baseball player. You know what I'm saying? I always see him as the baseball player. Then his senior year, you know, all of us were playing, and he was sitting out senior year to wait for baseball season. And then just everybody was at football practice. And he's like, you know what? I'm coming out for the team. And he had already played before, but he didn't like the coach. And the coach kind of made him go through. Adam came in September. He made him do everything that the team had did five weeks before. And, you know, just the determination that Adam has, he is like, fuck it. Oh, can I curse? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, he was, he was pissed that the coach was making him do all this as a senior. You know what I mean? And he was like, you know what? I'm going to show you. And he did. He, you know, Adam did his thing, completed everything he needed to do. And then the coach... Wouldn't really give him a shot. He's a senior, blah, blah, blah. But then um, our coach, 
Ed Henry, who you yeah, know became our coach, um, the my junior and senior year because I was a sophomore. Adam was a senior. Um, gave Adam a shot against like the state champs. Uh, Adam he gave that ball to Adam ten times from like the nine, and Adam scored. Like he had probably ten carries for ninety yards and one <laughs> touchdown his whole senior year. <laughs> but man, Adam oh, was always man. Adam was definitely an athlete. You know, don't get him on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, he can play defense. He's gonna use all five of his fouls on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, in thirty seconds. <laughs> did you always? Did you always know? I mean. You know, growing up, growing up together, it's like you—you you have to be. You're probably are you the best football player on your whole team, or what? What did what did, yeah, what did that Keith look? was definitely. I mean, there was or was it like know, a stack. I gotta you know say, I mean? there was the, your. Let me see your 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 junior year. Actually, you had a really stacked team. My senior year, I mean, with when when Keith was a sophomore, they had a solid team, but they were building for that next year. And um, I remember I had a, a heartbeat of a thought to to do a. a uh, what do they call it, a fifth-year senior to basically mm. do like that Post, fall post-grad. semester. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was barely going to graduate anyway, so I just figured I might as well hang out, do that fall semester in high school and play the one last year of football because I had sat out one year, so I was still eligible. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I toyed with that for a minute, and then it didn't happen. But uh, that year, with Keith's junior year, man, they had, they had, a, yeah. they had a great team. I mean, we some went, great ball players, man. We went uh, Jeremy Garlick, the director. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Garlick's a childhood friend for yeah. sure. Literally, you everything. But, yeah, that um, yeah, that coach that we had the year before was terrible. They had never won anything yeah. at Bob Mounier was his name. He yeah. was a real piece of shit. Throw him out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out. Shout out. And mm. we went 8-1 and one the next year, my junior year, that Adam was talking about, and lost to the eventual state champs. And we went like 9-2 and two the next year, and they haven't won many games since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we didn't go to a football powerhouse. Yeah, baseball, yeah. they had a great baseball program at, uh, at our high school, but they, football was... It, it it pretty much died out right. after that. that but this guy, he was a, like he was always into acting. Like I remember, and you remember, <laughs> I was in your first film that you directed. Oh my Do god! Do you remember? Yeah, yeah in high you, school, you were selling yeah. us drugs. <laughs> he was an undercover cop. He was selling me and P, our our other boy. <laughs> he was selling us drugs in the bathroom. That's right. So uh, That's yeah, right. I remember. And then like um. He used to always he used to go down to Nyack and take acting lessons. Nyack, New York, you know, it's, you know, we're from um, Rockland County. He used to go down there, take acting lessons, and then like he would always be on these. I went on. I went to one. What is it? I was an extra with him one time, and he was a stand-in for for some a fill-in for some guy. So I'm like one of the guys. He's like, yo, I got your acting gig. So we're like <laughs> we're like in Brooklyn at like five thirty in the morning, and I'm just sitting in this chair like all day. But Adam had like real stuff to do. But um, I don't know the show that show, but I just remember him on his hustle, and he was always gonna be late. Yeah, he always he he had opportunities, (laughs) just like he was late today. (laughs) How did how did you guys how did the friendship like uh, evolve? I mean, it's obviously been so many years now through so many different things you guys have done individually. But where did where did it kind of all start in high school? Yeah, well, you know, funny enough, we actually we grew up right in the same neighborhood. There was this condominium complex that uh, that we both lived in, and um, I don't know, it must have been close to four hundred 
condominium units in this place and uh, and it was it, it was filled with kids, kids all the yeah, time man, you know so kids. you stepped outside your door and there were kids young kids old kids and um always something to do there were basketball courts and adam was uh, adam was one of the cooler kids for a minute you can get the story from me right i'm the <laughs> yeah, guest, yeah that's right? what i'm asking like, you yeah, know Keith, what i'm saying yeah. like <laughs> look so like we, we're two years younger but now adam was always chill man you know um his uh Adam, his sister Vanessa, we we're all cool. Same, yeah. you know, same ages or whatever. Um, you Keith remember and my sister were in the same grade. Yeah, yeah. We um, we'll stop anything there. One uh, Vanessa yeah. and I. Nah. <laughs> one high year, school. yeah, <laughs> junior high school. She was like, anyway. <laughs> um, Erica Toriello's party. Remember that? Yeah, she do, had like this. So there was this like party, right? At this, this girl that. had like people over in our neighborhood. And then these kids from another neighborhood came through as That's me right. and my boys were leaving. And they're yeah. kind of suspect. You know yeah, what I mean? They were real and, uh, suspect. They yeah. all went to jail. All three of those kids. Yeah, well, they were really suspect. Yeah, and I knew. They ended up in jail. And the two, ki- yeah. the two twins, uh, Edwin and something, I don't remember. They really went to jail. They went so, to jail for life. So like Damn. Adam's from my neighborhood. He's in there with another kid from my neighborhood and then another you know and we left and we saw them walking out and i knew a couple of them and i was like you know let's just double back to make sure you know what i'm saying I, you know everything's cool because that's how me and my friends got down and then <laughs> adam's like yeah you guys are my real friends so it's like you know it's just some neighborhood stuff and then yeah. it just goes on from there same interests um his family's a great family i was a foster kid his grandmother used to make him bring me dinner when she would come down from the Bronx and cook. So it was just like a whole dynamic, you know, starting from that neighborhood, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was the beginning, man. And then, you know, look, like with any friendship, you, you make a choice. You know, you meet people and you decide to continue those friendships after you lose common ground. You know, it's when you live in the same neighborhood or you're going to the same school, it, it makes that the functioning of that relationship a natural thing you know and then i think as you move away from that space i moved out to la as we got older keith was in college uh going to syracuse and you know we maintain the friendship you know you make phone calls you show up when you're in town you go support the things that each other you know are doing when when they're doing something special and uh you know, and even when they're not, I mean, you know, whenever we were in town, we were all together just, just hanging out. There were a group of about five of us. And, um, you know, when I did move out here, Keith, he had an adventuresome spirit. He was like, man, I want to go check out L.A. Like, what's L.A. all about? So he came out to L.A. and uh, that was probably like the first first or yeah. second year I was living here. I think it was around 98. So it might have been the second year in I was living valley. here. Yep. I was living in the valley. This was my spring break. Yeah. Yes. I had spring break from college. And he so. was like, I want to come see what see what this is all about. And we had a ball, man. We had a great time. We were definitely man. balling on a budget. <laughs> yeah. oh, indeed. And then you kept coming out, right, Keith? I know we were talking yeah, about earlier um, when you were playing the Pine My days. agent, um, Gary Richard, rest in peace. He, um, Yeah, Gary was a good guy. He, you know, a New York guy. He was from out here, and I chose to come out here. Well, I chose to train, uh, go with him. And he, what made me go with him because it, the process of when you're when you're getting recruited and being hounded by these agents these agents are going to be what like, is that like by the way does that start in college or like you know yeah, agent sports agent well look i don't know how it works now but you know from my experience you know it started in college once you declare yourself eligible or you're a senior and they know you're going to be eligible you know they try and get at you from that summer everybody wants to get a jump um, on the situation. What was that like in terms? I mean, you know, you went to a D one school. Everybody there, you know, you had a, a great ball team at that time. Donovan McNabb and Dwight Freeney was in that, you know, in that four year mm-hmm. grouping. Um, 
What was it like for, for other guys that were on the team in terms of that? Did everybody kind of come on the team having dreams of playing in the NFL? And as you get to be a senior, that, that sort of becomes clear who's going and who's not? Or Nah, man. I think like when you leave your house at 18 and you go off to um, college, university to play ball, it's, it's one of those things. You just got to find yourself. It's like um, you're away from home for the first time. You kind of really... You have rules, but you don't. Um, it's it's the beginning process of finding um, out who you are. So you're not necessarily even worried about the NFL. I wasn't thinking about the NFL. I was thinking about um, getting acclimated in college as a freshman, um, figuring out where my classes were, see if I had any nice chicks in my class. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So um, my <laughs> NFL aspirations didn't come until, or my thoughts of the NFL didn't come. I redshirted, which means I sat out my whole freshman year. So I got the opportunity to be a student and get, mm. you know, like I mm-hmm. said, acclimated. But my my next year, my redshirt freshman year, I was ready to play. So I split time with a fifth-year senior, and he went to the Minnesota Vikings as a free agent and then I was like shit I'm on my way you know what I mean and that just made me kick my work ethic into overdrive because I saw saw that it was attainable yeah Yeah. 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 I saw that this kid could go and he um, you know is older than me and like we had comparable statistics and he played you know two series to he would play two series then I would play one and our statistics were comparable so I just really like that's when I focused in like that year I really kind of focused in I would say from my sophomore year yeah yeah it's a, it's an incredible thing when that happens man when you do realize something is attainable yeah. you know and uh, it how it gives you that extra spirit to keep going after it you know I mean I will say man and I know I've said this to you before but watching your work ethic you know throughout that time was always inspirational to me you know and it made me realize too I mean yes you can be a a, a great high school athlete you know have some natural sports abilities or athletic ability but no matter what no matter how gifted you are or aren't they, I noticed for you in college um where the, there's a there's a threshold that you hit the talent will take you only so far and then at that point you got to decide either you're going to put the hard work in or you're not and that really is going to end up determining how far you end up taking it in, yeah, in terms sure. of professional career and you know i i always admired that that at that age you know uh 18 19 20 you were able to to be that disciplined and that focused and you know and 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 see that this thing was attainable and you were going to do whatever you had to do to get there man let me ask you uh, because you know this is a question i've always wondered and i know it's sort of it comes up every once in a while but do you think that kids in these schools should be players should be getting paid i mean the schools make so much money and i'm not saying like you know i mean yeah what do you think i think i think they should get paid in a sense where look let's make it reasonable enough so like these i'll give you my experience yeah, yeah please you know, um you go, you wake up at eight o'clock, you have to check into the dining hall by nine, even if you don't have a class. So long, and then you go out your day and you can't take classes after two because your football meetings start at one thirty. Um, so my point being is you're gone from eight and your academic and football day is from 8 a.m. until football practice is over about 536 and then about six and then you have seven o'clock study table, seven to nine. So that's eight Damn. to nine um, for a typical freshman. 
Yeah. And you got to you know, sleep sometimes. Yeah, you got to sleep sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Especially you eat yeah. so much activity. Right. So, so much now activity. Let's get to the money factor. So sure. you just yeah. had that long day. Never mind the fact you are so you sacrificing yeah. a big part I mean, of your, your social life in, yeah. in, in college too. Because you make you, time for it. Though. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure student athletes don't but have any problem. But getting that's what I'm in, saying. That's no why you be up till four in the morning because right. you don't get up. Yeah. Right. No, I've never heard that being a problem. But yeah, like so the problem we always ran into is like okay, we have these meal plans, but the dining halls are closed at seven. We don't even live in dorms. So to get to the dining hall, we got to get on a bus or take a car. It's 10 o'clock at night. You ain't got no money to put anything in your for You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, yeah. it's kind of a process. And um, there was a basketball, Sebaz, um, Sebaz Napier, who played for the University of Connecticut. They won um, the national championship several years ago. Um, he was saying that. Look, like, he can't even afford, like, he's winning national championships for, for the university, but he's starved. He's hungry at night. You know what right. I mean? He's hungry right. at night. And as a NCAA um, student athlete, you're not allowed to work. So I think there should be something done because, look, they're bringing in millions upon millions of dollars. And then they talk about, well, okay, if you pay the football players, you got to pay the softball players. So what? Pay them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a there is a there's got to be some sort of, you know, um mathematical equation that can account for what each player is worth to that school based on the program they're in. Okay, football is probably the biggest program at most schools. Football, basketball, you know, but depending on what school you go, it depends on what sport, etc., right? So you have there's got to be a calculation to determine how much each student athlete that plays that sport is actually worth in dollar value to your school, so, and they should get paid accordance, you know, in accordance with that. Yeah. Because there's no reason why you should be going. Essentially, you're working for that school. That school sells merchandise off of that. They get advertising time. They attract other students to the university as a result of the success that the sports teams have. Like you know, it, it's the best advertising that the schools can do for themselves is to have successful sports teams. So, you know, I, I, to me as an outsider, not having been inside of it, I think it's ridiculous that 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 they don't actually get paid. Well, I'll tell you, know, you like this: slaves on a plantation don't get paid. Yeah, it's an institution. Yeah, the NCAA NCAA is institutionalized. Yeah. You think about it. From eight, if you go to as a student athlete on a football, basketball scholarship, whatever scholarship you're on, you know what time you're going to wake up. You know what time you're going to do this. You know when. You know what your schedule is for the next five years, and you need to adhere to that schedule in order to um, get all your receive your yeah. scholarship yeah. dollars. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So that's your money. They're saying you're a hundred and twenty hundred thousand dollar scholarship over the course of four years is is your is your um stipend right and the thing is they base that on the prices they would charge not what it actually cost them to do that so you know they can say oh you're getting a hundred thousand dollar education but in reality that hundred thousand dollar education it's not dollar for dollar what you're getting that hundred thousand dollar education might actually cost them thirty two thousand dollars and you know, but they can actually write it off against that, and you know the the way that it, things are accounted for. How does it change? I mean, how does it change? I was, how do you? What would you? You know, I don't know how it changes. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know how it changes. I just know that there is a huge flaw, and some things that they can do. Like for example, you have all, <laughs> all these college athletes. They have an opportunity. Um, after football to go on to be whatever. I mean, after sports to go on to be whatever. Mm-hmm. But you just let's just take our basic ones. Let's, let's stick with football and basketball. Mm-hmm. 
why aren't there any courses to teach these? There's one course when you're in, intro to, to freshman year, but there should be a four year course to prepare these athletes for life after for life after sports. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. if they don't, because yeah. look, I had a friend that just passed away. I know Big Bill suffered from, you know, Having some depression and stuff yeah. like that. He never had the opportunity to play in the NFL, but he was a three time starter in college and it was a very good college football player and just certain aspects of his life didn't weren't fulfilled because of the void of not having football. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. it's I feel like a lot of it is fo- focused on you know uh, the professional players the college players go through it and i might be getting off because this is something that kind of bothers me too it's like in the military as well you know when you see cte and all this different stuff and what i think is great about it is there's a conversation going on now What what is cte it's um it's the it's basically the uh it's the multiple impacts uh, it's the con- the concussion right that's so associated with the concussion okay. Okay. disease so you can okay. only ct can only be proven um Post-mortem, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Dead, okay. You need the brains. This is yeah. when they actually have to cut into the brain to see yeah. where those protein deposits But every, were, yeah. like, all the players that have been leaving their brains for science has been showing, like, CTE. And this kid, uh, a kid passed away maybe five, six years ago. Um, no, I'm sorry. Um, he was 25 or 26, and he's passed away last year. Small cases of CTE safety for the Giants. I think Steve Tash or something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, you have, I mean, just, you know, and I think this, this, that could be wrong, but when I looked it up, it's like, you know, over almost 1,300 tackles in your career. Like you said, you led the yeah. NFL one, one year in tackles. And it's, I mean, what do you think about, I mean, have you, I'm sure you've had a concussion. Yeah. I'm sure you've played, you know, yeah. especially at that, at that time, it wasn't mm-hmm. as big of a topic. I'm sure you've played through, but what, what's your experience with, you know, people surround you and yourself as far as this whole issue that's really in the public right now? Um, I know a lot of guys are on NFL has a lawsuit. You know, they have a, a lawsuit going on. A lot of guys are, are on the lawsuit. Me personally, I'm not on the lawsuit. I feel, um, um, I don't. I just feel as if I made the decision to play. You know what I mean? Um, is the NFL messed up? I feel like the NFL is fucked up because if you've seen the movie Concussion, they were withholding this stuff. Like right. Paul Tagliabue was working for the tobacco industry when they were saying it's all right for pregnant women to smoke, and right. it's the holy same, shit. I didn't know that. It's the wow, same yeah. commissioner oh, of the NFL. Well, there you, you go. Know what I'm Fuck, saying? Yeah. So, and as soon as that shit hit the fan. His ass resigned. Right. Wow. So why do you think Roger yeah. Goodell is, all right, I'll make 25 a year and I'll take whatever hits I got to take to uphold this shield? And rightfully so. You know, that's Roger, Roger Goodell's job. And I'm not talking about Roger or anything. No, no, no. We're just no, talking no. about yeah, 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 a yeah, specific yeah. situation. So it's just, it. it's an issue. A lot of guys have issues. A lot of guys are losing money, um, losing their mind. But at the same time, I always say, man, only person that's going to help you is yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't just, yeah. you know, retire, be done with football or your sport and just sit around your house, you know, drinking beer, smoking weed. Yeah. You know, smoke weed, but be active if you're going to smoke <laughs> right. weed. Yeah. Smoke, the right, smoke the right kind of weed. Yeah, get educated yeah. about yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, look. You do have to be. You have yeah, to continue to exercise your mind. Yeah. It's going to deteriorate no matter what. Like, look like, at, yeah. like, one of my, one of my, I've got to call him a role model in the sense that when I watch, like, watching him as a kid, them being a teammate and just seeing the things that he keeps continuing to do. Um, Eddie George, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, look, he, I love, he was, you know, magnetizing as a football player yeah, at Ohio absolutely. State. And then have the opportunity to play with him in this 
see the person that he is and how um, the businessman he was, how he took his professionalism to the field to be an all-pro, um, you know, how he handles his family, he DJs, and now he's on Broadway in Chicago, like, wow. singing and stuff. Wow, no like, kidding, I mean, man. I won't... I, it's going on. I haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> I, I, I got to get Which is there. the theme of everybody we're friends there. with. Yeah. He's doing You know what stuff. I'm saying? Yeah, and like, yeah. He's living a life after football. And you got you to gotta live an active lifestyle, I believe, to, to stay healthy, you know, as yeah. for, as athletes, man. Especially yeah. football players because... Mentally and physically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you've always been great about that, man. I mean, in terms of traveling or seeing the world or just, you know, always wanting to see beyond your boundaries. I mean, you think some of that had to do with, with uh, maybe, I mean being forced out of your shell as a foster kid to be in, 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 in environments that were new and different in a way. I mean, you know, um, you know, moving in with a, with an all white family from England, no doubt. Right. Back up. Yeah, no, this yeah, is like, yeah, yeah, what's that? I would love to hear that. What is that story? Yeah, man, I was, um, so like at the age of, like I said, we all grew up in the same area, but at the age of 12, man, my um, stepdad passed away. Uh, he was a dick anyway, you know, abusive drinker, you know, left my mom in like a lot of debt. She couldn't handle the situation. Obviously, this is a, the abridged version. Yeah. She couldn't handle the situation. Yeah, no. um, I moved in with a good friend of mine, Danny Welch, my best friend, my brother. Um, two weeks was supposed, it was supposed to be for two weeks and it turned into six years. So, um, wow. yeah, man, I was living with, you know, a white family. Miss Welch is from England. Culture shock. Um, for me, totally different from them, I'm sure. But like, it was an, an it was a great experience. You know what I'm saying? Um, it would always be interesting when like new people would come to my house and this white lady answers the door. <laughs> parent teacher, parent teacher conference. Yeah. <laughs> but um, to to answer your um original question, man, um, I that definitely did. You know, um, broaden my horizons. You know, I feel like when I did move into foster care, I finally had the opportunity to be a kid. You know, I didn't really necessarily have to like fend for myself as much. Not like that I was on the streets and stuff, but no, I didn't really no. have that much um supervision. Supervision. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have to answer you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so that definitely helped out and I obviously when I got to college, but the whole travel aspect, man, um you travel, you've seen yeah. things. Um, you know, I remember like Getting on him like, man, we all this wine drinking. You drinking wine, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah, just yeah. us getting exposed. You know, I was a couple of years older. I was living out here. I was seeing some things before, it's, and then you know, and then your boys from back home, they're like, man, what do you think you're doing? You changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You changed, man. We you always on some shit. It's like, man, oh, you come out of Hollywood jeans. and get yeah. soft. Yeah. <laughs> man, look at your shoes, man. Yeah, what yeah. Kind of jeans are those? Like, you know, it's that like, kind of thing, man. But, but that, it's growth. That's it what yeah. it is. It's yeah. growth. And then, like, of course you make fun of what you don't understand and then um you know it's just the opportunity to um allot these things to myself because i always told myself like you know once i made it and got into the nfl and then like i got to the point that i wanted to be in um you know i said i would never i'd never be unhappy for what yeah you know yeah for sure you got to experience man. and maximize life absolutely too much man. good stuff going on such a proud moment too man you know you grow up with somebody watching work so hard to achieve a dream and then like it happens you know I mean, yeah that's, yeah that's went through some crazy thing man i remember i went through a crazy ride to get to your brother's house yeah. for the draft yeah i had to i i caught a plane to a train i ended up riding on a plane when my mom worked for the airline at the time so i used to fly standby mm -hmm. i could still fly standby I flew standby from la the only flight i could get out was to philly 
Boys to Men was on my flight. <laughs> Going to Philly, right? Not perfect. I get on the plane, and then I had no way of getting from Philly to New York. And the draft was going to start at whatever noon yeah. or whatever yeah, time it was. It was. I think it was at noon. And so flight got in. It was a red eye. I got in. I had to sleep a little bit in the train station in Philly and then get on a train to New York. And somebody picked me up at Penn Station, and we drove up to, to Keith's brother's house to, uh, yeah, I mean, it was my pops, and to, to, to catch the draft, you know? And then... Um, you know, hung out all day, and 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 you know, when the, cool, when the call man. finally came in, man, it was just like. Let me tell you. Let me share. Was... Let me share my draft story with you. <laughs> so the draft, like you said, draft starts at twelve. Yeah, I'm expecting to go anywhere between nine and fourteen. You yeah. know, because you. So know, you kind of got an idea. Yeah, you yeah. you kind of have an idea. Yeah. So nine and fourteen, but like the the first round is like five hours, thirty two. It like takes. At, look, it's my first experience. So nine comes, I don't get picked. No one picks you know it's like three hours ago but they're at 20 like no one from 20 even spoke to me and then like for, i would say for the next two hours i was the number one mel's number one pick you yeah know, the like time, on the board like when the experts yeah. come oh bullock's gotta go here bullock's yeah. gotta go here bullock's <laughs> gotta go i wish you would just stop saying my name <laughs> so like we had like like a, there was like 50 people at my brother's house and like you know like linebackers three line five linebackers got drafted in the first round of my year, me being the fifth. And then they drafted this guy. The Colts drafted um, a linebacker uh, out of BYU before me, Rob Morris. And I was just like, because at the end of the day, at this point, I just want to go first round. It's my dream to be a first round draft pick. Yeah. And, you know, matter of fact, the Saints called me. They're like, Keith, um, has, anyone, has anyone, you know, called you yet? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, cool, because um, we're going to take you the first pick of the second round. I'm like, all right, great. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean. Yeah. So after that call, I go into the bathroom. I go take a shit. I'm on the, I'm on the toilet, man. I think and I'm my sleeping phone, downstairs. And my phone rings. Yeah, because it's like five hours later. Yeah, my phone day. rings. Yeah, yeah. My phone when I answer, and it's Jeff Fisher. He was like, Keith, this is Jeff Fisher. I'm like, oh, what's up, coach? He's like, you ready to be a Titan? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I got excited. He's like, all right, well. We're going to call you with the next pick. It was a commercial or whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess I was in the bathroom. We're going to call you. We're going to call you with the next pick and um somebody will call you right back to get all your stuff together, you know, but we're definitely picking you with this pick. Congratulations. Welcome to the Titans. So I was like, man, so I hang up the phone. I wipe my ass and I go and my brother's the first person. I didn't even wash my hands. I high-fived them, hugging everybody. You got some of those shitty hands too, Adam. But um yeah, that was my draft experience. Yeah. And I was like, I was taking a shit when I got drafted. <laughs> That's amazing. I felt like I was getting shitted on all day. My stomach was just in knots. Just had to get it out. Just had That's to get a true it out. Story. That's, on the toilet. That's amazing. True story. Man, and then cut to, I mean, you amazing. have. And you can't make shit game. like that up. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's imp literally impossible. <laughs> Your first game was a similar situation, man. I was working in Montreal. I come home. I'm sitting on my grandmother's couch in the Bronx, and it's like Sunday morning, and uh, and I'm like, damn, Keith's first game is today, and it wasn't going to be broadcast. They were playing the Bills. Oh, yeah. It wasn't going to be broadcast mm -hmm. in New York, and I'm like, shit, man. Sitting around, I'm thinking, you I'm thinking. You went up to that game? Man, I jumped on a plane last minute, That's man. dope. That's awesome. At the last minute. It was about 3 o'clock or 2, two o'clock, something like that. Because it was a night game. It was a night game. And I got on a plane. I flew to Buffalo. I bought. I got a round-trip <laughs> ticket. It was like before That's the days that. of the internet. Got on the phone, tried to find the cheapest flight I could find. 
found something, got on the plane, got to Buffalo, rented a car, and I don't know where I'm going, man. It's RFK Stadium, right? You're using MapQuest. I don't know what... I forget what the stadium... Oh, it's Ralph Wilson. I knew it was something with an R. Okay. Whatever it is, it's Buffalo. It's their stadium. I get out of the car. I mean, I get a rental car, drive to the stadium, buy a scout ticket, park on somebody's lawn, because outside the, yeah, the stadium, they have it. people's you know uh, houses that they sell parking at. And I sat somewhere in the boondocks, man, and watched the game. That's love, right? And there. went home, man. Yeah, but you know, I saw a stat that said, uh, which seemed incredible. Did you? And again, correct me if it's wrong. Did you play a hundred and thirty something games consecutively? One hundred thirty-five. Didn't miss a game. Right? How the yeah. fuck did that happen? I was. That's crazy. Honestly, as a linebacker, like yeah. I just say, you know what? I just say I was blessed, man. Just because I don't know, like one thing that you cannot. Um, give someone his durability. So I was fortunate to be durability. So, you know, that's the good part. But the bad part, that game that I that game that I got hurt in was like week fifteen and I was about to get like another multi million dollar contract. Mm. But um I look at it like I think it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, coming off that that year I think um my my wife now, my girl at the time was about to have our second kid and, you know, I was about to get another $20 million going to the Pro Bowl. I probably wouldn't be married right now. <laughs> There's a strong possibility that... I'll be living in LA. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I'm glad that... Uh, i just glad that I didn't have to go through that experience because I know where I was mentally yeah. as a person then. I think that um, that injury, you know, kind of took a little steam out of me that needed to be taken out. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it was it was all good, but it was a great experience. You know, I was able to come back next year, um, play for the Giants, um, and yeah, it's like um, an old car, man. Once once the gasket blows, then something else is gonna blow, and yeah, something else is gonna yeah. blow. So my experience with the Giants, it was great in the sense that look, you got to play for the home team. There are times where I'm at practice like daydreaming because I wasn't playing too much at the time, <laughs> but just looking at the skyline and just be like. So it's just like crazy, just surreal. Yeah. Like you see yeah. the Manhattan skyline, I'm like, yo, I wonder what like my boys are doing at work right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and I'm at work there at work. Yeah, it's come just, true, man. And yeah. then the, the drive home and stuff like that. So it was cool. And then you just you know, knowing enough is enough. You know, what, I was, what was that moment? When did you I don't think we've ever talked about that. What was what was the moment you felt like, you know what, I'm gonna check out. Hundred percent. How conflicting. I, mean, I know it was I mean? frustrating that season because yeah, the I mean, coach the, the, wasn't giving you the kind of play time that that you deserved. And then really, at the same time, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, I was I was hurt a little bit too. You know what I mean? But like the tough guy in me was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good." Right. But like you know, it is what it is. But um, it was the lockout, and I was staying here. Um, remember we stayed here on Ocean. Mm -hmm. I was staying oh, here yeah, that yeah. whole time yeah, training. That's right. That's right. Um, my agent passed away. Gary passed away. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. The guy that I, the new agent that I chose was like kind of like half hearted. He just assumed, oh, I got Keith Bullock. We're going to get paid. You know what I mean? So he didn't really put the work in, you know, because when it came down to it, he's like, oh, his teams didn't even know I was your agent. I'm like, well, that's your fault. Right. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Send out a memo? <laughs> hey, guys, just want you to know. <laughs> so, um, and then, man, we we're here. Um, I had got the engagement ring in uh, March. Yeah. yeah. I was just like summoning it, like just ready sitting for, around. And I was like, you know what? We'll go to Hawaii. So me and the fan, we went to Hawaii for yeah, a week. I remember that. And then, yeah, I was still open. And then actually, like the first week of the season came, 
and the linebacker from the Giants got hurt. And the agent that I had gave me a call. was like, you know, Giants, you know, I'm waiting for to hear back. And the Giants didn't take anybody. They didn't take any linebackers. And I was like, that's cool. Because that's the only place I would have went. Right. Yeah. The Giants or one other team. So I wasn't necessarily, like, looking for work. But it did kind of, it was pretty surreal. And I did kind of have some, like, bitter feelings, like, early, like, watching. Because, like. These guys are bums. Like, but what it was when they locked after the lockout, the money shifted. So the money went from the top to the bottom. So they they would pay if you can pay three players the price for one Keith Bullock, you're gonna pay three players and take your chances that mm-hmm. one of those three can fill some kind of need that you need. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's kinda how it goes. Kind of what Hollywood is doing in an interesting yeah. way. Really? Man. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll pay one marquee person to do a movie. You don't really see big ensemble casts right. anymore. You know, that one person will get all the money. And then they'll pay a bunch of other people that are good to fill around them, to fill around them you know, and, and take I their chances get, that, it, that it'll all work out and they maybe get a great performance out of somebody. That's interesting. You know what that sounds like? Yeah. That sounds like a football team. Like, that yeah. sounds like an organization, like a general manager, how they build their team. All right, we'll get a quarterback and we'll get a safety and we'll get a wide receiver. So those are our three main characters. And then we'll get some people that... You know, have done some things in the past that people are familiar with, or we get the new, the new hot shot, and right. hopefully he pans out. And like you say, right. maybe we got a good movie, right? But yeah, then it's right. like maybe we got a good team. Like, right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? It's also like yeah. when you start out, all those stories about how uh, you know you get signed to like a four picture deal, three picture deal for like nothing, right? And then you right. pop year two, right? It's like and baseball, then, right. and you pop year two, and then they're just like. Psh, got you for 50k yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and then they're like well that's you can't crazy. go out anywhere yeah. else i'm like it's like a rookie contract no, you know right. what i'm saying that's exactly yeah. it's like yeah. all sports music yeah. business sports. probably that's isn't sports. much different either yeah. sign people to a multi-album deal and then you know i mean and then like so think about so like okay. you're so hungry for that chance i mean so my question is i would move so like say you signed a three picture deal and your first one no fourth and your first two were huge and then your third was like, eh, but then you come for your fourth. Now, you as the actor, in your mind is like, yo, I got to kill this. So in my new contract, or is it? Yeah, for well, sure. Or they can imagine. wait, I mean, too. I've never had a four-picture deal. So, so basically. <laughs> like one, though. Yeah. But, uh, well, so they can wait, though. So, like, say you're say you're you're up and coming, right? And Warner Brothers is like, oh, we like this kid. We got, we're going to put him in a movie. Let's get him on a deal. Let's get him on a three-picture, right? It's like, okay, that doesn't mean that they can let you go out and pop somewhere else. You know what I mean? If Universal has a movie with you, another small movie, mm. that one goes through the sky. Well, Warner's are still like, hey, we got you on the deal. So it's not like you got to go back to back to so back. They could, take, right. they could take money out your pocket, essentially. If, if they like, want to exercise it and hold you, right. like they can. And I've seen that. I have friends where it's like, that that happened. And then it becomes a whole... So you have to go back there to, to, or to you fulfill have to, your obligation. Or you have to wait for the duration of the filming. Now, say, say they want you for some, some big whack, like... You know, okay. whatever right, it is, right, Hunger right. Games 15 right. or whatever, right, you know right. what I mean? And it's, it hasn't been cool for Sounds 10 good of to them. to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, straight up. The, th- the three of us are, you know, we accept your offer nice. immediately. I'm good. I'm no, in. But, you know what I mean? But it's like, so then if you don't want to take it, then not only do they threaten you with, uh, you're going to make an enemy of one of four right. or five studios, but you can't work while production's going on. Interesting. So then you're like, shh. And you know how this town is. Like, if you ain't the guy, like, yeah. You better be hot right now or continue keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except for the few, whoever. But Yeah, no, I get it. True. Like yeah. now like that kind of you guys shed a lot 
a lot of light on things that I just see as someone just going to pay my admission or just sit down in front of, you know, the television. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah, I, I see the same people all over all the time in Hollywood and I see the same damn coaches all the time in the NFL. These sorry ass, old ass coaches that haven't won shit and they're still, still coaching. Living. Yeah. They find, they find a movie to get into. Good for them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what about the money? I mean, in terms of how you guys get paid, I mean, everybody hears about these big contracts you know uh, how does that money structure work i think a lot of people are curious about that you know you sign a, a you know a whatever a 60 million dollar contract or a 50 million dollar contract and you know does all of, you get a lot of that money up front does it come over time is it all let's guaranteed play, let's play okay yeah, we can play with we like, can play with easy numbers yeah so you got a five year 65 million dollar deal mm-hmm. boom we'll give you 15 up front okay and now we got five years so that to 15 pay you. is yours no matter what 15 is yours no matter what and off that 50 and eh, they might want to give you three so you might get an 18 million dollar first year 15 is guaranteed because okay. of the signing bonus okay. so only signing bonus that's money is right so now over four years you know they still owe you 47 mil yeah. so you know year two they might give you 10 mil Year three, no, so now they owe you 37 mil. Right. Year three, they might come back and give you 17 of it. Or if they can structure it however, they're going to back end it because they don't have to honor it. So they're kind of waiting for you, like we were just talking about, oh, to see. fizzle and hit shit and shit the bed. And right. it's like, oh, we're still on the hook for 37, but... How do they get out of that then? Because well, if no, you can't and, perform, then they don't yes. have to pay. NFL contracts are not guaranteed. So you're kind of, I played my whole contract out because, like Brett just said, as long as you're the man, they can't do nothing with you. Right. They can't do nothing right, with right, you. Yeah. Like So my contract with the Titans, even though I was 31, 32 years old, making $9 million, um coming into that year, they can't do nothing with me because I'm still performing at a high level. As soon as I tore my ACL, they didn't have to deal with worrying about signing me back. And, you know, I don't think bum-ass Mike Reinfeld was going to anyway. You right. know what I'm saying? So it, it didn't really matter. They kind of, you know, got off the hook. But that's just the business, man. That's yeah. just the business. Yeah. It is the business. That's it. You're, 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 uh, you're a commodity. And as soon as you don't yeah. have the same value, they, they cut it loose. And that's why you it. shouldn't, you, like, you got to learn. And in, I'm sure, like, in your business, too, you got to learn not to put your feelings all the yeah. way into yeah. it. It's yeah. hard. It's hard because yeah. you give your life to yeah. it. You give your heart and soul to it. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden you realize like yeah. it means nothing to those people. Yo, you know? And the perception And that is the- why the fans are always so valuable, man. Because they're with you. They, yeah, they, they know, make you they, feel they, better. They, they, they're with you. You know, they, they're there because they, they really do care. But the people behind the scenes that are writing the checks, very rarely do they care. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. because they're, they, they come from a business you know, yeah. mindset. Yeah. You know, they don't care about your family. They've never been in your situation. Yeah. They're rich and greedy. So, yeah. what do they know? They know their bottom, not all of their them. bottom line. That's not all of you guys. Um, <laughs> please, not all of you guys. <laughs> I like rich, some rich and greedy people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you know, you you were in the league long enough, man, and certainly have met all kinds of athletes. I mean, 
you know, Marshawn uh, Marshawn Lynch is mm. in the news right now. You know, and they uh, I've been reading that retirement was amazing. The way he did it, phenomenal. I don't I don't even know the details of that. Actually, he tweeted a picture with his shoes hanging up on uh, like a clothesline, a clo- on like up on the street, like yeah. up on the yeah yeah telephone line, and or that was power it. Line, and then I think everybody yeah. who all the guys who loved him came out and said, um, you know, thanks so much. They had the inside scoop, and they were I think the ones that kind of really made it super clear. I mean, that's clear, but those guys were like, yeah. we well, love you and all that stuff. Brilliant. Money. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn. And I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I mean, I love the way he retired, man. That's, I mean, that's, um, he's cool, classy, you know, modern. makes sense that, for him. That, that, the way that's cool, but man. like to us, that's like we get it. You know, that's like neighborhood stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, it's, yeah. when it's over, when the shoes, when you're done yeah. with these shoes, throw you throw them the over, wire, the, yeah. over the wire. Let you know what I'm saying? Whereas, <laughs> yeah, like mainstream media, this, that, that, like. Did we're they, generational. I haven't. Yeah. I don't know. There's, oh, okay. yeah, I was I gonna say that they misinterpreted. Probably, it, but I haven't that, read. They probably didn't okay. even interpret it. Just okay. like the whole thing. Like the uh, teammates came out so fast and were like, "Thanks so right. much." So, I mean, it, so it'd be hard to misinterpret. Right away, you couldn't. Right. Everyone's yeah. just like, "You're amazing. We're so right. honored to have played with you." And then they just kind of what I've seen, and you know, I'm sure there's some dissenting voices, but everyone kind of ran in that direction. Right. That's what's that's up, man. Well, but like, Marshawn, man, like there are people and personalities in everywhere Hollywood but the ones in sports um, and that's one of the problems that um, that's one of the things it's not a problem that they kind of do they're doing the Cam Newton like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you have a guy. It was Marshawn like, Lynch a couple of years ago. Right, they made right, him. Yeah. They made him right. the bad guy a couple of years ago. You but know, you have basically. guys that have their style. They love the game. They have their own style. They bring their own style, their own personality, their yeah. own excitement to the game. And you have the media um, and powers up above to want to change these people to be want them to something conform, conform to yeah. something that they're not in. At the end of the day. They're right for not conforming because the league will still keep going on with yeah. or without you. So you don't have to conform to their product if you're going to get paid and you're playing at the high level and you're not running around getting locked up and all right. this craziness. Right. If yeah. you're a good person in the community and in society, what does it matter? I agree. 100%. You know what I mean? I mean listen, so, everything is about the flavor that you bring to it, whether it's your favorite guitarist or singer or actor or whatever. Everybody has their individual style their swagger their way of being right. and 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 that's what people gravitate to and 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 it's true man i mean you see some people get beat down for for being the way that they are and and i gotta say i mean i think in in, in the case of marshawn lynch i think it was easy to misinterpret him a couple of years ago and and i was guilty of like not really getting it at first i'm like what's this guy doing and as i paid more you know close attention you realize like you know and, and you get older you learn what the game is about yeah. once you really realize what the They'd game is about trying to pimp you yeah yeah you know, it, you know what it, i'm yeah. saying it, it makes me more apt to to really once you get an inside look at something like this uh you you, you more understand what this person's yeah. going through and i I really do. I mean, I feel like Cam Newton just got a, a bad rap. You know, nobody talked about the fact that a couple of years ago, Peyton Manning walked off the field, didn't shake his opponent's hand after he lost the yeah, Super Bowl. His lost, last one like, the Colts. What, yeah, they nah, when they lost to the Saints, Peyton Manning yes, ran right Saints. off the field. He yes, was dejected. Right. And then any champion, look, it, it, the handshake is going to be a fake handshake anyway. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, right. no, I'll check you yeah. in the offseason. We can have a beer. Yeah, yeah we'll be talk cool. About Not it. right now. You know now. what I mean? Because right within now. our game... We are professionals, you know, and Peyton Manning is one of the utmost professionals. So if he has a sportsman moment where it appears to be what we call bad sportsmanship, most of the people commenting, I guarantee you 99.9% people commenting have never been in that situation. So yeah. it's easier. Sure. It's easy to For talk sure. about. And like, For sure. 
you know, I finished it just to, to close out on Marshawn. It's like, look, man, he's from the town. He's from Oakland. He's from Richmond. Like, yeah. these people aren't even, you know, Dick Muxberger and all these sports people, they've not even set foot or know the culture. Sure. And I feel like with the whole with this whole past Super Bowl, I felt that they were trying to go to the, the racial thing. Yeah, we racial. talked about yeah. that. We talked about that but a little bit. But it's, it's not racial. It's it's now, it's cultural. Because right. now where it used to be race in the 60s, it's more rich or poor when you yeah. think about yeah. it. So, like, when they try and bring that whole race thing, man, you just got to pay attention. Cam Newton comes from a culture. You got little white kids dabbing and doing dances and Superman. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's all in fun. It's right. not like... He's right. going out there like Johnny Manziel, getting wasted, choking his girlfriend and all that craziness. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just a matter of how they want you to perceive and how they tell the story. And that's same with, with Marshawn. But, yeah, I'm glad that he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he prepared himself for retirement. I read the article that I read, actually, was it said that Last he has he not it. spent one dime of the money he's made in the NFL. Mm. He is. Oh, he's. I guess he's lived off his endorsements or you know whatever whatever money he's made on the side. He's done whatever he's wanted with. I guess, but he hasn't. He had fifty million dollars or something like that in the bank, you know, because he did not spend any of his NFL money. And I thought that that was a great example to, you know, to young players coming up. You know, just in terms of realizing like, hey man, you don't. You know, he was blessed nine years in the NFL. You were blessed twelve. You know, eleven seasons in the NFL. Um, most of the guys coming into the league, I mean, I think the average lifespan of a player is what? Three? Three. Yeah, it's short. Yeah, it's short, man. You know? I know how they be spending all their money, man. Oh, tell us. <laughs> man, look, you were around me when we came, yeah. when I was when I was a rookie, yeah. whatever, you know. You got to indulge a little right. bit, but you never lost your mind, man. You know, I man, think we exactly. all kept we, each other in check. I'd be broke straight up. I, nah, I would you be, wouldn't. You I, would have a good time, though. You know yeah. what I mean? But then yeah. you remember, you have a good time, but then you got to get back to the business. You got to eventually train. You got to refocus and all that. These dudes be tricking. Like, they're, yeah. like, spending their money on girls, cars, houses, all that craziness. And, like... It's gone in three years. They don't realize that the checks that they're getting are not going to be coming Forever. at 29 yeah. like they yeah. were when you're 21. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Unless then, you're the exception. Yeah. You know I've, I mean? I've had friends that said that, like, look, so here's a little insight to um, pay. During the, you, I feel you asked me about yeah, get yeah, paid. Sure. Some teams get paid, you know, 17 weeks. Each week you get a check during the season. Which I think benefited me with the Titans. We got paid every other week from September 1st to March 1st. And whatever they owe you off of your contract at March 1st, you get paid out. Okay. In a lump right. sum. Right. So then you have got friends that in February, you know, after like they have no money. And they have no income coming in. Like you have no income because you spent it all. And they have to take loans out and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they find themselves deeper in the hole, deeper in the hole, deeper in the hole. They don't get that next contract, and then they're asked out. You know what I mean? And even if they do get the the contract, they take care of things that they don't need to take care of. It's just, yeah. yeah. You think it's just more of a personality thing, or do you think it's a guidance thing in terms of, like, what what, what, what do you think helped a guy like Marshawn or helped a guy like you, you know, stay focused and and, and be conscious about the fact that someday this is all going to be over and I want to have something to show for it? Well, yeah, for myself, man, I think... um, it was more so like, shit, I've been broke before. I always said when I got my first check, I'll never be broke again. So, like, that's like, I remember I probably can find a notebook where I used to write down how much, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then as, you know, you get 
older, you accumulate more cash and, you know, you spend that more. You might become a little more frivolous. But to be honest, like, been retired five years. I think just now, this year, and we spoke about this, loser, like, I have it my science down of how my budgeting goes and fits everything in, you know, how I fit everything in financially when it comes to mortgages, bills and et cetera, leisure time travel. Um, but I can imagine, and I feel like I'm pretty savvy. I went back to yeah. business school and everything, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I still, yeah. still, thing, still man. tough. Yeah. So I can imagine for the, for the, for the next one who probably doesn't even check his own bank account relies on, you know somebody else to write his bills and do all that stuff and then they wonder what happened to you know 1.5 million of their money there's not really i mean uh, we touched on a little bit earlier it's from the, the the college days and then into the nfl it doesn't seem like there is a great system of people really caring about you and shepherding long term yeah. you know now, what i mean you'll be lucky if you like i feel like i had a real good agent you know what i mean um and there aren't too many agents that are like that and um we was talking earlier where it's like, look, these you're good for you're as good as them. You're as good to them as long as you have value. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel um, a lot of players, they never understand the worth or the strength of their brand. Right. You know, and they, they can, um, <clears throat> you know, generate their own money if they really, really thought about it, knew how to maximize their brand. Everyone went to a university. You can go back and do stuff at your university. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I think of, like, this woman, um, one of the New York housewives, um, Frankel. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. sticks in my mind how she became so entrepreneurial, and she was just on a show. Now she has millions, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. that's good Ma- for her. Maximize right? the opportunity. Absolutely, and yeah. that's what... Is I'll that like, is that something with school? If you graduate from a college or university, having been a, a student athlete, do, can you always go back there and study at any given time, free of charge? Or is nah, that, no, I okay. went to George Washington. It wasn't you okay. know. I went to George Washington to get my um, MBA. I didn't go to Syracuse. Okay, mm. But if you wanted to, you could. Syracuse. I'm sure have. I could have. They would have loved to take my check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's no. Yeah. There's no alumnus. Yeah, nah, you know, sure come on in. To take you're my you're check. always welcome here. Hey, yeah, George Washington yeah. took my check. So <laughs> Hey, that motherfucker been dead. They're like, yeah, they're just like, thank you for your service, but we're gonna need that cash. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. We appreciate cash, homie. Yeah. We do have a military we take, discount, yeah, we but take, it's not much. We take debit. Yeah. I want to actually, uh, you know, because uh, it was just so interesting hearing about the the different personalities and how you know the media reacts to them like cam was something you know within the last year i know that um and i want you actually to explain this that you were eligible for the hall of fame it's hall of fame modern era eligibility right Mm -hmm. and then it kind of distills down from there until you get into the class i mean or you know which is i mean it's incredible you have this uh, amazing you know amazing career and then you kind of you get that honor what's that like when you go okay the first year and correct me if i'm wrong that you're eligible you end up in that group yeah, it was like I didn't even, honestly I didn't even expect it. You know, mm-hmm. like I I do I did like heavy detox like as far as this NFL stuff goes mm-hmm. because like you have to. I feel it's healthy to do that. You know, I still watch the game. I enjoy the game. I do my I do radio. I do television, football. You know what I mean. But I have way other interests. But just being a former player it keeps you around the game. But yeah, I was getting ready to give my girls a bath, and then um, one of the reporters called and from Nashville, and he's like, "Oh, congratulations!" I'm like. For what? <laughs> you know what, I'm like, what happened? He was like, um, "Yeah, you were you were nominated as a, a finalist. No, not a finalist. You were one of the twenty five nominees of the you know modern era, whatever you just said it was. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And 
for it to be, and you're up for nomination after five years being out. So for it to be like first year. my first year, and like you know, I only went to one Pro Bowl. That's just because playing in Nashville, it's a smaller market. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I never thought myself lesser than anyone else. You know, my mentality when I took the field, regardless, was I'm the baddest motherfucker on this field. You know, so. Um, for me to get that respect um, while I played and then five years removed, not even, you know, really going to many games or being stepping foot in the stadium to get that honor is dope. And if I don't get – look, I don't care if I'm alive. I have three daughters that can pick up my trophy yeah. and go talk to yeah. me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to be yeah. in the conversation every year, I'm, I'm good. I'm, that's dope. So, nah, that was a great day. I mean, I was I, I called you So that day. cool, was, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty I mean, surreal, man. man. It was. It was. It was. Because, you know, growing up with somebody and had similar experiences in terms of, you know, kind of being overlooked a lot of times. You know, even when yeah. you were capable or more than capable of, um, you know, of, of shining, really, you know, and, and sort of being overlooked for whatever reason, whether it was that your coach didn't like you or people had their eye more on somebody else or, you know, you know, uh, whatever the reason for my brother here to get this, you know, kind of recognition to have that moment where it wasn't expected. It wasn't even really cared about. Right. You know, it wasn't something that even there was any thought, you know, uh, to have that moment when those things do happen every now and then in life, you know, it was uh, it was a special moment, man. So that was, yeah. that was a I big always got respect. Yeah. Like I always got respect from my peers. So mm-hmm. like you know, it was it was all good. Like people always like even now, like you know, people always come up say what's up or whatever if they recognize me. But to have that official stamp, like I feel like I can officially, like when it comes to football, like. Anyone who's there, don't say nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what it is? Just yeah. don't, don't say nothing to me. Like, yeah. we're good. Thank you. Yeah. You know? So my question is, so also like along those lines, so, you know, I know it distills down from, there's basically cuts that happen and yeah. they get smaller yeah. and smaller yeah. Yeah. and then the class gets yeah. nominated. Yeah. So my question is, because this is, you know, happening now is, is about T.O. Right. Um, not basically, or not not getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, you know, and the stats seem from just someone who watches football, it seems crazy, right? Like right. second most, I think it's receiving yards, second most touchdown yeah, catches. Like how does that, two questions. One, how the fuck does that happen, right? Like what's going on? Right. And two, who who the fuck is voting on this shit? So, like, the, so how does that happen? It can be asked, and who's voting on it is answered in the same question. Yeah. How that happens is because the media votes on it and T.O. wasn't necessarily a media darling. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's the same thing that happened with Chris Carter, you know, um, the ESPN analyst. Mm-hmm. He had, like, stupid, stupid stats. Yeah. But um, he just wasn't asked to the media, allegedly. Like, I don't know. Right, but that's, right. You know what I mean? that's the reputation. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they kept him out for that long. And, Fuck, you know, yeah. you think about even Marvin Harrison got in. Shout out to Syracuse. But um, that's how they did him. For Marv never did interviews. You know what I mean? Right. That's why I didn't understand Y'all making such a big deal about Marshawn, but Marvin Harrison never did interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't made yeah. a big deal out of. And they his team was just as popular as the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um but you got yeah, Peyton, media, Peyton doing those honest. interviews, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't need yeah. it when yeah. you got when you got Peyton, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? So um yeah, I think that's kind of what it came down to for T.O. and someone of T.O.'s caliber. Of course, he probably should be a first ballot, you know, Hall of Famer, but he just isn't. But at the end of the day, 
I, I think that Marv is more deserving than him. Maybe yeah. a little Syracuse bias, but no, I played against him for eight years and he killed us just about every time we played <laughs> yeah. him, you know. And then you got Randy Moss up in a year or two. Is T.O. better than Randy Moss? So you got to kind of think about those things too. But T.O. is definitely deserving. If he went in, on, if he had went in on the first ballot, I don't I think anybody yeah, would have yeah. yeah, nobody would have you know yeah. yeah, But he's deserving for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just think they just, that's what they do, man. They mess with you, man. They, they you know, in these um, fields of entertainment, if you are seen as one of the entertainers, like, and you don't have the power, they mess with you. That's what, you know, that fucked with me the other night watching the Super Bowl and, and watching that crazy performance out of Von Miller and like, yeah. thank God he won. I was like, they're going to figure out how to give this shit to Peyton. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know how, but they're going to figure this shit. I was like, and then, and then they gave it to him. I was like, good. I was like, the guy who deserved it. But then you get up on the podium and he talked for, did they give him 90 fucking seconds? Right. And like, honestly... That actually, that was a moment where I, you know, I had an interesting experience watching the Super Bowl, but I enjoyed it. But like that shit actually kind of made me feel weird. You know, like when you watch stuff and you're just right. like, this doesn't, this, right. this right. doesn't Something's feel, wrong. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I get it. It's Peyton Manning. You know, they want to know if he's gonna retire. He's the, but it just, I don't know. There was just something I was like, ah, this just feels a little dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad he won yeah. the award. Thank God. Like, I'm glad he is, won. Man, if you feel that way. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I actually <laughs> missed the, the the ceremony of the whole thing afterwards. I didn't. I didn't watch uh, that. Right. Yeah, yeah, nah. You know, they had the the whole Peyton thing. It's funny because immediately, and I just want to say, I'm glad Peyton won it. You know, um, after I retired, Peyton Manning wrote me a letter. You know, saying how much what you know great to compete against me, handwritten. I'm like, damn, he writes like a doctor. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, that's cool, man. yeah, that's real cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I cool. Knew that, man. And um, I just remember like shit. It, the, he was about to wear the egg on his face. If you know what I mean, like yeah. society. Our society is so mean. Like when it's social media and everything yeah. Yeah. Like, these days, like, we got such a hateful society. But as great as he's been, his whole career. He was about to wear the egg on his face for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that he was able, you know, to overcome. And he played, he had a team. He had a full, complete team. Yeah. And the Peyton that I played against, he would put it all on his shoulders. And, you know, it was his last um, sports lesson. You know, yeah. let, let's want this as a team. To, as yeah, a he team. had that. It's true. It's true, man. He had that great they, quote that she said, I'm not the uh, I'm not the lead singer anymore of yeah. this band. I saw, a, I saw a blurb Something, of that. Yeah, yeah I saw a clip cool. of that actually yeah. on some notes. And, that, and like, you know what? And that's the problem he was having the previous years when he first got to Denver because it was like, shit, they brought me here, Peyton Manning. I'm the sheriff. I'm about to, you know what yeah, I mean? But, yeah. All right, Sheriff, let your deputies work right. a little bit. And they you did, man. I mean? They showed up Fuck for him. Yeah. Got to yeah. give it to him. I, you know, I was, I, uh, I was enjoying watching the Panthers play. I was hoping they were going to pull it out because I just I thought it was cool to see a young team having a good time the way they were playing. Um, yeah, our picks were I, fucked up. We yeah. had the wrong picks. Yeah, <laughs> we both but I mean, picked but the Panthers. But I also said, yeah, I mean, look, the reality yeah. was I really didn't give a shit. You know, yeah, as soon yeah. as you retired, bro, yeah. I, I don't. You know, I root for Freeney when I see Freeney play. Right. You know this, but for the most part, I don't give a shit. I just want to see good football. And yeah. um, you know, to see Peyton win it and walk away with it and go out on a, on a high note like that, I'm certainly not. Uh, I wasn't mad at. I, I wasn't mad at that at all, man. That was actually it's a nice thing. Well. We're oh, about man. out of time. Yeah, it seems like we could keep doing this we could. for a long time. I have a feeling this isn't going to be the last no, time no, we no. see Keith I'll pop back on the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Keith, where can we? Where can they find you? What, um, what are you yeah, up to? If you're, if, if you're looking for me, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Cable53. Um, I have a little Instagram action. Keith Bullock 53 and it's about as much as social media I do. 
That's it, man. I really yep. appreciate the show. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, it was an honor to be here with you, man. Well, we appreciate it. Our honor, for sure. We'll catch you the next time on the Rodcast. Thanks for tuning in.